Hey guys, and welcome to the Money Podcast. Here's a question for you. If you're retiring tomorrow, which monthly income would you prefer? $1,500 a month or $4,000? Well, you know, $1,543 is the average Social Security monthly benefit for 2021. The $3,895 is the maximum benefit possible for 2021. So you can see there's a huge difference there. And while the size of your ultimate Social Security benefit depends on the earnings you report over your working life, it's not the only component. There are simple things you could do or fail to do while you're working and when you're ready to claim that can make massive differences over your lifetime benefits. That's why it makes sense to get a better understanding of how Social Security works at the earliest possible moment. And while it's important to test various strategies as, you're, as you approach retirement, there are also myths you need to dispel and tips you really need to understand. And that's what this week's Money Podcast is all about. We're going to check out the basics of Social Security and help you get the biggest benefit possible, as well as avoiding some common claiming mistakes. I'm Stacy Johnson. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda. Hey, Listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and a novice investor, Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron. Hey, let's get more secure. Let's get more secure. Well, we are going to get the ball rolling here, but first, a very quick disclaimer. Should we discuss specific investments in this show, don't take them as recommendations. They're not recommendations. Before you invest in anything, do your own research, make your own decisions, Okay, let's get back to the topic at hand. And I have to tell you guys, I know you guys hate this topic. These guys are both <laughs> in their 40s. But you know, let me tell you why we're doing this today. Because guess when Stacy is able to claim Social Security? Now. Today. 66 <laughs> years and four months I've been on this planet. And that makes me eligible for Social Security right now. So I thought, as long as I have to learn how to do this, I might as well make you guys suffer through it with me. I'm down. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about some ways you can maximize your Social Security. But before we do that, let's talk about some Social Security myths. You know, if you think about Social Security, it seems so simple, right? You work, they take part of your income, you retire, you get a monthly check. But it's so complicated in real life. You, you've done lots of stories about it, Miranda, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, yes, including for Money Talks News. I've written about uh, women who are single <laughs> and what they need to know about Social Security, especially if they have been divorced or widowed. Uh, so, yeah, like stuff like that, uh, myths, all the things. So, yeah, we've written a lot about Social Security. But you would agree, though, Miranda, that it seems like it should be simple. But yeah. it's actually really complicated. Yeah, it does. It starts to get complicated. Well, I love how you had to make it clear just like I'm 66 in four months because sometimes like depending on the situation, like a lot of these weird things that we do with government programs have things like 70 and a half or, or something like that. And so it's it's just very interesting uh, when you start digging into it, how how uh, how complicated it can get. Yeah. You know, you know what it reminds me of? I just thought of this a second. I, I, my wife is a huge sports fan, Sarah, but um, she not, doesn't really understand football that well. So she loves baseball. It's her favorite. She's a Yankee fan. Mm. Anyway. Yay, so me too. one day I'm like, are you? Well, she's uh -huh. from New York. But anyway, one day we're watching football. And she said, will you explain this to me? And I said, sure. Well, football is really simple. All you have to do is move the ball down you know, to that goal line or to the other one at the other end. That's all there is to it. It's like hockey, which she's a fan of. 
except for, you know, it's on a field. Well, that that's true. It does seem simple. But you know what? It isn't at all because every 30 seconds a flag is being thrown. And she's <laughs> like, what's that? Wait, what? What's that penalty? What's a safety? What's clipping? I mean, you know, so the point is some things that seem really simple on the surface can get really complicated really quick when you start, you know, burrowing down into the details. And that's certainly true with Social Security. I'm, did you did you write the article for Money Talks News about uh, Social Security myths? Uh, not Brandon? the one, not the one that we're looking at today. But I have looked at. Um, okay. I have I have written some things about Social Security. Okay, so you're you're familiar with the myths then. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you why some of these things are myths. Okay, let's obviously, do Obviously, Aaron, you can join in. Aaron, Aaron's a producer, not a writer, so he hasn't had to delve into this and, and far too young to have to worry about Social Security <laughs> now. But but actually, I mean, you know, part of the part of the thing here, too, is that everyone should be worrying about Social Security somewhat, uh, even even when they're in their 40s, because, you know, it, it seems like it's really far away. But let me tell you something, guys. <laughs> when I was y'all's age, it's like the blink of an eye to be, to be being 66 in four months. I'm astounded that I'm <laughs> eligible for Social Security and Medicare. I mean, it's just, I never thought I'd become an old person, and yet here I am. Not an old person, but uh, 66. We'll put it that way. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Full retirement. In fact, this is one of the, there's a myth that you already dispelled. Full retirement age is 65. Yeah, no, it really depends on your birth year. So for you, maybe, but for me, it's 67, because <laughs> I was born yeah. after 1960. Uh, but that doesn't yeah, mean so you can't. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you can't start collecting Social Security benefits. You're just not going to get your full retirement benefits. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and so you can, if you claim early, which you can do at age 62, mm-hmm. your benefit keeps growing. Oh, that's a myth too. Let's not confuse the people. <laughs> if you, yeah, your benefit. So that's the fun thing about Social Security is basically when you start collecting Social Security, that's when they figure out your benefit. And the whole point is you're supposed to be getting, uh, based on your actuarial table, when you're expected to die, uh, you're supposed to actually get the same amount of benefits regardless of when you claim. The difference is going to be what you get each month. In, uh, I mean, obviously, if you die or live longer than expected, then that's you're going to get different social, you know, like you're going to get more or less. But when you look at it, like it's supposed to be, you're going to get the same amount of benefits most of the time, regardless. It's just yeah. all about whether or not, you know, what you're getting each month. Yeah. Once you claim your benefit is locked in yeah. with the exception of cost of living adjustments. Yeah. So your benefit's not going to go up. And generally, there are a couple of exceptions, again, because this is super complicated. But generally speaking, once you've locked in a, a, a benefit, that's what you get. Oh, and by the way, before I, before we started this podcast, I went to my Social Security. Do you, do you guys do you guys uh, register for my Social Security? Uh, yes, uh, You go actually, to SSA.gov, yes, have you? Yes, I have. Well, I've registered for it a long time ago. It's not weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I occasionally, and actually you've just reminded me that I haven't checked my Social Security statement probably for like more than a year so it's probably a good time so, for me to do that. Let's check that out. I've yeah, looked at I, that. I, yeah, it's pretty fun to look at. You've done yours too, Aaron? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm looking at mine right now, and it's pretty cool. There's a, there's a little slider thing. You, you just click on this thing. And this is, this is me personally now. This isn't just generic. So um, it says at age 66 and four months, which is what I am, I can receive $2,926 a month. Now, if I wait until the last possible age, which is 70, I will receive $4,039 a month. 
So this tells me exactly how much I'm going to receive. And there's a little slider. So, you know, because it's not just taking it at 66 and four months or 70. I could take it at 66 and six months or 67, you know, or any, any age. And there's a little slider that allows me, that tells you, it's like if I wait till I'm 67 and four months, it recomputes and then it says, I'm waiting for it to, the little wheel to stop spinning. <laughs> but it'll, so it'll tell me how much, you know, the longer you wait, the more you get. So this will tell me how much I'm going to get if I wait till any age. And we and should, it's pretty cool. And we should qualify that by saying the longer you wait, the more you get. We're talking about monthly benefits. Doesn't necessarily yes. mean your total amount that you get over your lifetime is going to be different, but we're talking about your monthly benefits. Yes, that's true. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people, we'll, we'll get more into this, but in fact, let's, let's come back to that later. And let me give you another myth or two and see if you can bust these myths. Um, every okay. Everyone should wait till age seventy to claim their benefit. Yeah, I, I mean, again, right? It, it sort of depends. So I'm looking at mine, and if I start claiming my benefit early, that's eighteen ninety nine per month. If I do my full benefits, twenty eight eighty, and if I do my delayed benefit, it's thirty six eighty seven. So really, you want to take a step back and think about, okay, well. What is my financial situation? What are my financial goals? Where am I at right now? Because like for me, maybe depending on how my 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 retirement accounts look, depending on how big they are, whether I have to worry about, you know, I, I do have a traditional um, IRA in addition to a Roth IRA. I'm going to have to take required minimum dis distributions on that. Well, maybe it take, makes sense for me to start taking Social Security early, but then also pull out of that traditional IRA to draw it down a little bit before the RMDs come into play. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes in there. Uh, also, like, what's your health like? Do you think you're going to, I mean... <laughs> This is morbid, but you think you're going to live to be able to take that delayed amount of money? No, it's really important. Yeah. yeah. May, excuse me, maybe morbid, but I mean, you know, just look at your family history. Yeah. I mean, if you're, I, I, I've told you guys the story on the podcast before, but I buried a friend of mine who I went to school with. I mean, elementary school, James, uh, and he had a pension coming. It wasn't Social Security. It was from working as, as an elevator in an elevator union. Uh, but it was before he was 60, and he said it was going to be very little. He didn't know he was going to get it. They sent him a letter one day. He said, should I take this, Stacy?" And I said, yeah, you should. And I'm a guy that – I'm a proponent of waiting until 70. But I, I told James, take it, because his, his parents were both dead before they were 50. And, and his older siblings were all dead also, three of them. Uh, and, and I'll be damned if James didn't die two years later. So, I mean, you, you got to look at your family history, and it may be morbid, but it's important. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and also, obviously, whether or not you can stand working. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm working, you know, in my house and my work is pretty easy. I mean, I'm writing. I mean, I'm not lifting things, you know, so, <laughs> uh, you know, it's pretty easy for me to keep working. And I own my business. I love doing what I'm doing. If I worked on an assembly line and hated it, well, that's a reason to quit as early as possible. So you just have to there is no right answer. Yeah. Right? And I and I think it really does look you, you do really do want to look at your 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 situation, your finances, your lifestyle preferences, like you said, like some people are like, well, if I can afford to retire now, plus do that social security thing, you know, it makes sense to quit the job I hate. I mean, like you, I'll probably, I'll probably keep it going till I hit my, at least my full retirement age before I start taking anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, assuming it's there, of course, always assuming that it's there. Yes. And I think that, by the way, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up to you, Miranda, because I, I think that's something that um, is that too many people are paranoid about it. And I'll tell you, when I was a stockbroker um, in the 1980s, in the early 80s, um, I told people, 
because that's what I was told that you you really need to put some money aside because Social Security won't be here. You know, there were 20 people, 20 workers for every recipient of Social Security when it started in the 1930s. And now there's five. This is what I was telling people in the 1980s. Right. And you're hearing it and you're still hearing the same thing now. You know, they're, they're, people have always been freaked out that they're not going to receive their Social Security. And I can tell you right now, folks, you will receive Social Security because because think how pissed people would be if they didn't. They're being withheld from your paycheck. Now, it may go down and the claiming age may go up, which it has, you know, from 65 to where I am now um, and, and stuff like that. And, and the amount they take out of your paycheck may go up. But to think that Social Security is going to disappear, not likely. So don't worry too much about that. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. And I, I just think what you want to do is, you know, and that's, I guess that could be another myth, right? Social Security is on the verge of disappearing forever. You're right. Um, and You're I right. think that's probably another myth. Uh, but like you said, benefits are going to be um, adjusted probably. And just kind of, you know, being mindful of that is an important part of your long-term financial planning. You know, another thing I've heard too, Miranda, is that they're, and I think this may be true, that they talk, have talked about if you make, if you have enough money, if you have enough income, in other words, if you're rich, then you don't get the Social Security. Yeah. And um, I remember, again, when I was a stockbroker, I dealt with, I lived in Arizona, I dealt mostly with retired people. And these people, you know, some of these people, not hyper rich, but, you know, $5 million. And, they, and they'd say, like, I better get my Social Security. And I'm like, geez, you're rich as hell. Why would you need Social Security? But now I get it because I'm that age, you know. And it's like, yeah. and I, you know, I don't really need that much income, but I paid for this. I put the money aside. I'll be damned if I'm not going to get it back out. You know, so I, I thought those people were being like really stingy when I was the 20 year old and they were the 66 year old or 65 year old. But now I get it. You know, I, I want to get my money sooner or later. Yeah. So I think that's a really I mean, I just think that's a really good point that like we have that opportunity to really think about it and kind of figure figure it out um, and and just be aware that like you are going to get access to that money and uh, just prepare accordingly. But I, I would not be super shocked if they reduced benefits or eliminated benefits for people who are rich. Yeah. I mean, and that might be and something that, that comes up of, later. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I don't think a lot. there'd be a lot of violin music playing over it either. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, here's another myth. Oh, this is a good one. You can live comfortably on Social Security benefits. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, well, maybe you can. I mean, it depends. Once again, it depends what's your benefit and... Where do you live? What's your lifestyle looking like? Like, well, I was looking at mine when it's telling me that I my like if I do my delayed and wait till I'm seventy, that's thirty six eighty seven. Um, here in Idaho, like that's not bad. If I downsized an apartment and like if I downsized my apartment and I'm living alone, like I could actually yes live comfortably on that here in Idaho. Um, but like. But that's not going to cut it everywhere. And if I take my full retirement benefit, I'd need to like supplement that, right? My full retirement, if I do it instead of a delayed and do my full retirement benefit, um, that's going to be a different story. And then, of course, if I start taking it early, there's no way I'd be able to comfortably <laughs> exist. So, I mean, it really sort of just depends. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I, I'm looking for this quote right now, but I, I may not be able to find it. But it was Roosevelt, I believe, who brought in Social Security, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Social Security was literally designed to keep people from starving to death when they were old and unable to work. That's what it was for. Right. Uh, like like maybe you would think of welfare today, but people tend to look at it sometimes like it's like it's a retirement, like a re company retirement plan. 
It's really just literally to, to keep you from starving to death. So it's not. it was never designed to be your full retirement income. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point that like a lot of people think about like, oh, well, it's supposed to be, you know, like, oh, yeah, like this totally makes sense. This is supposed to be like my retirement income. It's supposed to like do my retirement. It's supposed to be helpful. And it's not. <laughs> it's just not. Um, and, and I think that's an important thing to think about as well is that, you know, you're not going to end up, um, you know, you're, you're likely not going to end up comfortably there because it's all, it was always meant to be a supplement and not, not your full on retirement. So obviously we all want to keep that in mind. And it used to be not so long ago that the company pension plan was there to help people with the, to supplement their social security. Now, of course, most of those have gone the way of the buggy whip, and we are now using 401ks, which puts all the response, takes all the responsibility off the shoulders of the employer and puts it squarely on the shoulders of the worker. So whether you have a comfortable retirement depends on how astute you are at investing the money. Uh, and so, you know, obviously that's why we want to be good at investing money, astute. Right. So anyway, enough of that. Everybody can get Social Security, period. Um, no, you need to have, you need to have earned some credits, man. They, they tell you got to get your 40 working credits. You got to pay into the system. Yeah. And then also, even if you have paid into the system, if you are undocumented, um, you may be paying into the system, but you're not going to get the social security benefit later. I I didn't know that that was true. Yeah. I actually don't know. I, I, I didn't know whether you could get Social Security if you're undocumented. I thought you could. You can't? Uh, well, not if you're using somebody else's Social Security number. <laughs> like, well, I guess that's true. You'll, huh? be paying, you'll be paying into the system. Uh, you'll be paying into the oh, system right. and supporting the system, but you won't actually be receiving the benefit. Yeah, good point. I should have thought of that, and I didn't. Okay. Um, how about this? Social Security payments, the tax payments... FICA is what it's called. Um, they're deductible. Mm. Have I stumped you on that one? I mean, that's apparently a myth. I never heard that, but I read. This I don't a myth. think that they are. I think it depends. They are not deductible. Yeah, they're not tax deductible. Now it used to be, and I can remember this because I'm old as dirt. Um, <laughs> in 1984, before 1984, the benefit checks were tax were tax free. Interesting. Now they are not, depending on what your income is. Interesting. So that's a few myths that people believe in. There's a few more, but they get kind of complicated. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds here. Okay, guys, we'll be right back, and we're going to give you some tips on how exactly you can get more Social Security. Okay, so don't miss that. We'll be right back. Okay, we are now back, and that took a long time to go over the myths. I'm I'm sorry. Maybe I was dragging this out. But <laughs> let's talk about a few ways of getting yeah. more Social Security. Well, I mean— the- um, do, you want to, do you want to throw something out, Miranda? And I mean— I'll, I'll chime in and— yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The number one re- thing is to raise your income, right? I mean, now there is a threshold. They actually stop uh, collecting Social Security taxes on your income once you re- reach a certain threshold. And that changes every year with cost of living and the IRS. So you're going to want to check that out. Um, but if you are making less than that he- threshold, if you can increase your income, then you'll have more Social Security benefits taken out. And then that will count. And actually, interestingly enough for me, um, back when I was married and just starting this business and everything, um, my my ex husband and I had social like had 
had the business together. And so we actually al- allocated uh, the lion's share of like on paper of the um, of the pass through to him. And so I was basically um, paying social security taxes on a very small portion of the income that came in. And so it actually made my benefit look very small because even though I was making quite a bit of money, a lot of it was being assigned to my ex-husband uh, and he wasn't having to pay. So, so I wasn't paying self-employment taxes on my full income, right? You just pay on this time that's not assigned. Yeah. Well, now, now that I've been divorced and now that I've got everything set up and I'm an S corp and I'm, you know, <laughs> well, and even, even before I was an S corp, but now that I'm divorced and and I don't have some of that where I'm putting some of it off to the side like that. I actually um, have really ramped up how much I've put towards Social Security. And my benefit has increased quite a lot um, since then. Because uh, now that I've been divorced for um, six years, a little more than six years, that's really helped start increasing my income and what they're looking at. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. Well, go, actually, ahead. go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Well, while you guys have been talking, I've, I've been on mute because I've been trying to figure out uh, on SSA.gov uh-huh. where you guys you know, can yeah. go through that whole chart, trying to figure out how much you can make if you're at 67 or at 70. I was trying to figure out, well, how can you figure out how to increase that? And there is. So if you scroll down, you see the plan for retirement uh, text block with mm-hmm. the little chart. You can see the average future annual, annual salary. Now, if you click on that, it oh, shows you what you currently make, but you can actually input. Well, what if I made sixty grand a year? What if I made eighty grand a year? So if you try to goal yourself oh, awesome. to increase your your income, you could see how much more you make. Yeah, which I yeah, thought that's was pretty cool. Because cool. mine automatically assumes uh, that I make. You know, it says average future annual salary, and it has my last year's salary. So, it, but I didn't realize I could change that to a lower number. So that's cool. That's a good feature. So you can figure out how much, what, what different salaries, how it'll affect your ultimate benefit. That's cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, once you get to a certain point, it's not going to affect your benefit as much because you're going to hit that threshold where the government stops taking your, your FICA taxes out of your, yeah. your that's income another thing, above by that the way, point. That's been yeah. suggested too. Uh, in fact, that was, that was part of what was uh, it written into a bill that I don't believe will ever become law, but um, that was, God, I'm trying to remember which bill it was, but it said if you made over a million dollars, then they start taxing all of your social, all of your income. Right now, it's this year it's 142,800. So when you make more than that, you don't get taxed on anything over 142.8. Uh, but there there have been suggestions, and maybe we should just tax everybody's Social Security all the way up to how much they make, which would be a huge. Oh, I know who it was Bernie. Bernie Sanders wanted to do that. <laughs> and I was not happy because I make more than that. <laughs> and I thought, and, and I can remember too, guys. I mean, I could be exaggerating this, but I can remember paying uh, Social Security tax on like the first thirty thousand dollars of income. I mean, it's really gone up a lot. Yeah, I over mean, the years. Yeah, it kind of adjusts that threshold. So yeah, but I mean, what are like some of the other ways you can do? Is we we talked about this earlier uh, a little bit by saying delay. You know, delay when you're right. going to get it. Um, once again, that's going to be more of a. A monthly uh, that's going to change your monthly benefit so you're going to have to weigh that uh, and figure that out but yeah if you want to get more each month then delay taking your social security benefits yep also here's something else too that i've actually done you can get professional help uh, in other words there are guys who have figured computer programs that tell you exactly when to claim so for example that now this really only matters if you if you're you're with a spouse but for example my wife is 42 i'm 66 um, at what age would we get the maximum benefit over the course of our lifetimes together? 
and it'll tell and, and I I paid 30 bucks for this and you could do this too. If you go to moneytalksnews.com and look at the um, the um, at the very top of the page solution center. Go to the solution center, look up social security and you can get a report like this. They're usually 40 bucks and if you put in money talks you can get it for 30 bucks. Anyway, point of the story is I, I did this and it said I should I should start taking Social Security at sixty nine years and four months or something like that. So this computer just figures out if I you have to tell it how long you plan on living and then it tells you exactly when you should start claiming Social Security for yourself and for your spouse. So if you get confused, that's something I mean, and you know, the difference in lifetime benefits could be tens of thousands of dollars. So if you get confused, that's something you can do too. Uh just because they're not they're not that expensive. And it could it could make you a lot of money. So if you and your spouse are both going to be getting benefits, then you might want to in, in, invest in one of those things. Yeah, I now, think that's uh, a good let's point. See. Yeah. Also, working more years, of course, right? Uh, will raise your benefit, <laughs> and that's something that you know you you were saying, Miranda, when you were starting your business. Yeah. Uh, when I started this business, Money Talks News, there were years I didn't pay myself at all, so I have zero income for several of my years right. of working. So, you know, and, and so it's important for me that I fill in those holes and make sure that I have 35 years, not just of earnings, but of good earnings. Because I also, I mean, some of my years I worked at McDonald's, you know, when I was 17 years old. So, you know, it's, it's good to get as many years as you can in. And if you don't hate your job, you know, not, not only does that allow you maintaining your job, not only does it allow you to put more in, into Social Security, but also allows you to postpone until maybe you're 70 and get a bigger benefit. So working more hours or working more years is also a good thing to do if you like your job. Yeah, I think that's a really good point yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, look at um, you know those that survivor benefit, uh, right? Like, look into your spousal yeah. benefits, whether it's survivor benefits. Uh, if you were a stay-at-home partner for a long time and then you were divorced, and that's affecting your inc your your earnings, you can actually, as long as you're not remarried and you were married for ten years, you can actually lay claim to your ex-spouse's uh, spousal benefit. So, so you can, you can actually do that. Uh, and it doesn't adjust, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything to their own benefit. You're not going to be reducing their own benefit, but, um, and they won't know that you did that either. I yeah. Mean, they have no way of even knowing that you applied on their benefit. Yeah. So you it can do that. It hurt them. And, yeah. um, and I've, you know, and I've run the numbers, I'm getting close, I'm getting close to the break even point. Um, like if I were to like, just quit now and, um, not work or anything. And then uh, at age 62, I would like, I would be better off um, applying uh, for a spousal benefit under my ex-husband, but I'm rapidly approaching that break even point where, um, where I have a better benefit as myself than applying under Now him. remember your spousal benefit, and this is something that's important too. forget divorce for a second, right? Yeah. Your spousal benefit, what happens when you, when you turn, when you become full retirement age, you can either get half of your spouse's benefit or all of yours. And, and the social security administration was is supposed to figure this out for them for you. So in other words, if Miranda and I are married, my benefit is $3,000 a month and hers is $1,000, then, then she could either get $1,500 a month, half my benefit, or her $1,000. Social Security should automatically start paying her $1,500 a month, half my benefit, because it's more. So, and, and now the spousal benefit for, for divorce days is the same thing, right? It's half. Yeah, yeah. So you, you do want to kind of take a look at that, and you want to kind of figure out whether it makes sense um, to claim that spousal benefit or do your own. And like you said, like the Social Security Administration will run the numbers, so. Yeah.
And and by the way, there is a there is a one scenario that I was reading about in which you can get spousal benefits as a divorced spouse, even though wait, Survive. oh, even if you're remarried, even if you're because if you get remarried, you don't get to do the the uh, spousal benefit for divorced spouses, right? Uh, but unless unless you're over sixty, and your spouse your ex spouse has died. Yes. So there, there's some yes. like, once again, it's very complicated and there are some rules. Hence, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, when in doubt, uh, call Social Security or even better, talk to a Social Security expert. I mean, sometimes, so, I mean, obviously the people Social Security are, are helpful and they're trying their best, but they can be wrong too. And I've, I've seen this many times because uh, we get a lot of Social Security questions and we have a Social Security expert who writes for us. Uh, he's a professor, a PhD. Uh, anyway, and he said he said they they make mistakes a lot. So if you're in doubt, if you if you read something that doesn't agree with what you hear on the phone, don't don't hesitate to get a second opinion. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And you know what? We're we are almost out of time. I think we had a question today. Are you, do you have it, Miranda? Are you going to read me a question? Yeah, I have a question for you. Yeah, we'll go ahead and jump to that. So it says, hi, Money Talks. Just wondering if you may have any helpful info for filing Social Security. Tips or anything to help the average Joe not make costly mistakes. We just did a bunch of those. Uh, yes, we thank did. You. We did. But, but yeah, but do you have any other helpful info or yeah, good well, tips I really for wanted, Pat? I, I wanted that question to be in our, in our show today for the simple reason that the way I wanted to end the show was go to SSA.gov. Do it now. I don't care how old you are. And then you're going to sign up for something called my SSA, my Social Security. Uh, and then, you, you know, you're going to sign. It's not hard to do. And you're going to be able to do the stuff that Aaron was just talking about. And we were just talking about. You can see how much you, you can check every one of you, uh, the earnings you have in every year. You can make sure that Social Security's got it right. Um, you, you, how many credits you have. And you, and you can get an estimate of what your benefit's going to be. So the first thing you want to do is do that. And then the next thing you want to do is call Social Security and say, you know, obviously this is something that tens of millions of people do. Uh, so they'll, they'll make it simple for you. Call them up if you've got any questions. But most of what you need to know is on ssa.gov and it's not complicated. They, you know, the writing is, is simple, it's easy to read, easy to understand. Go there if you, and then if you have any questions, call them up. I did this, you know, I, I just did it. I didn't do it with Social Security, I did it with Medicare. But my point is the people that I talked to were friendly, they explained everything, and there's no reason for you to walk around confused or wondering. Um, look online. If you don't like what you're reading there, call them up. They'll talk to you. And you pay their bill. I mean, you pay their salary, so you, they should be happy to help you. And they will. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. So, um, yeah, go make it happen. Yeah, make it happen. Do, do, like, do like I do. Get easy money. Have it come in the mail for you once a month. <laughs> I say I haven't done it yet, but I will. Okay, we are now out of time, but we're never out of topic. Dig a little deeper. You're going to find links to tons more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is mirandamarquit.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-I-T, mirandamarquit.com. And if you've got a question, a comment, or a topic you'd like to suggest, lay it on us. Just email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you appreciate what we do, do something for us. Subscribe to this podcast. Takes you two seconds. Really helps us, though. So if you like to show us and subscribe and tell your friends, too. I'm Stacy Johnson. And I'm Miranda Marquette. 
And I'm Aaron Freeman. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We'll see you right here next time.